I gripped the handle of my forty-five, scraped six rounds into the cylinder, and crouched by my bedside. A slither of moonlight streamed into the room from the window above my headboard, shining a subtle light in the darkness. Wearing only a white tank top and pink lace lingerie after a night of lovemaking, I was now feeling exposed. David was still asleep, but I shook him awake, covering my lips with a sole finger. He started to speak in that sexy, groggy voice, his dark, bald head resting on the pillow, but I hushed him and dragged him slowly to my side of the bed and onto the floor beside me. What's going on, Andrea? He whispered, probably a little shaken that a woman was ordering him around. Is that a gun? His eyes grew as big as golf balls as he sucked in a breath, chest inflating like a balloon about to burst. Keep it down, I demanded, pushing him against the nightstand as I crept toward the bedroom door through the darkness. Another crash came from downstairs. Someone had just thrown all my silverware on the floor. What were they looking for, and why were they here? Then it hit me. My nosy neighbor Samantha Cole liked to check on me whenever I got home in the evenings. It was for that reason that whenever I brought David back to my place to, uh, take the edge off, I would park my car quietly in the garage. Samantha had not come by tonight, and whoever was downstairs must have thought what she thought, that I was gone, not coming back for a few days from a vacation of sorts. I turned to face David. The once smooth-faced sugar talker was shaking like he was about to have a seizure. I felt a deep pity for him. I should have told him weeks ago that I was a cop, but that golden shield did more than frighten crooks away. It also had a knack for repelling the opposite sex, and by the look in his eyes, the disgusted raised eyebrow, I could tell that if we survived this home invasion, I would never see him again. The rumblings downstairs stopped, and I heard three distinct grumbles, and then a cock, the dreaded sound of a bullet setting in the chamber of a nine-millimeter. No question the assailants must have seen my cell phone sitting on the breakfast table, the only other item that did not make it up to the bedroom with us besides my shirt. Heavy footsteps thudded up the stairs in a slow, intentional ascent, the sounds of the echoes muffled by my cream-colored carpet. I waited with my back against the wall, facing David, daring the perp to burst through the door. I couldn't worry about whether or not David was still into me. I had to keep us both safe, so I motioned to him to move away from the bed and to his left, out of the way of any quick shots that might have ripped through the drywall. Underneath the slit of the doorway, the shadow of a boot came into view, and then another. I stood up slowly, as silently as the steel would allow. I popped the hammer of my revolver in place, trained it at the threshold where the invader's head would be. I held my breath. The doorknob twisted, the springs tightening, twisting, just like the knots in my gut. Come on, come on, I gritted my teeth. In a flash, the door flew open. The black arm of a leather coat axed through, the nine-millimeter in the man's hand hacking out rounds. Cotton whirlwinded up from the bed as little fires burned on the burgundy duvet, then sizzled away. Between his fourth and fifth shot, I clicked the trigger. One round spiraled out of the nose of my forty-five and popped directly into the man's skull, bloodying his black gas mask. The power from the shot rammed his head into the doorway, and he slid down the wooden frame. His body twitched even after he had slouched onto the floor. David leapt to his feet, scrambling back against the closet door. You, you killed him. He was hollering in a hushed whisper. He had found his pants, so he dug in the back pocket and fished out his black flip phone, mashing the three numbers 911. Damn it, 
What's wrong with my phone? He dialed the numbers again. Several times he repeated the number. I ignored him. There were two more killers downstairs. Take her down, a hefty-voiced man called out. Heavy boots marched up the stairs and stopped just before my door. Come out, or I'm coming in. The voice shocked me. It was a woman, a young one at that. I closed my eyes for a moment and tightened my grip on the gun, the palm of my hand beginning to sweat. David gave me a scowled squint, the kind that was scolding me as if he were asking if I really had it in me to kill again. The girl threw an open backpack into the bedroom, but she threw it just to see if I would flinch, to see if I would make a move. Six years as part of the Raleigh PD and two years as a detective might have colored me black and blue, but definitely not green. Jumping at small-time diversions was for rookies and family men.